I am uh, I'm tingling because the bad boy mowers pinstripes bowl underrate underway. <laughs> it's not underrated, by the way. All these bowl games are overrated. I have now watched my first college bowl action, Dave, during the break. Have not watched a single play, a single snap, a kick, a hike of college football action until this Donnie Brook just started at Yankee Stadium. Were you familiar with bad boy mowers? Until this week. Who's not familiar with bad boy mowers? I mean, you got your your John Deers, you got your Cub yeah. Cadets, and you got your bad boys. I'm a John Deere guy. I got to be honest. I, I've been loyal to John, to Mr. Deere. I wasn't familiar with the bad boy mowers. Are they... Are the bad boys using the mowers? No, it's amazing. If you see somebody using one of these mowers, you know. Yeah, don't don't mess with him. He's he's got baggage. You know, he's not just bagging the leaves. He's got baggage. He's got baggage. Uh, Gophers in Syracuse. Um, how many people live in the Bronx are at this game? Two. Oh no, I, one. Syracuse, high power from out east. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, sure all the you know folks in the Bronx are probably probably a lot of alums. I assume they've filled it up. Okay, what what vision do you have? Uh, I'm assuming they have not filled it up. That's what I'm going to assume. They go for stud center. John uh, Michael Schmitz is not playing. Don't fault him at all. He's <laughs> going to be pro and uh, wants to stay healthy. I have. Do you have any issue with the the seniors or even their juniors and they're going to pro and they want to protect their future and. I, it, it's different for me if if you're in the championship games, semifinals games. But if somebody wants to be smart about it and thinking about their future at this point, I have zero issues if they're not playing. I didn't have an issue until I saw that snap moments ago get rolled back to Kelly Manis from the uh, center who's filling in, and he had to dive on top of it to maintain possession before a punt. Let's get back in so- there. Come on. So now you want John to never yep. play second. Let's go in the uh, National Football League. <laughs> it is the final game for Mo, who has been a remarkable college football player for the Gophers. Uh, he's in his seventeenth year, but he's been fantastic. And yes, I was calling for Tanner Morgan replaced as the quarterback uh, earlier this season. Stand by it, but one hundred percent Tanner Morgan should play. Uh, yeah, I th- I would have started Tanner Morgan in this game. It's it's a silly exhibition game. I get it that Kelly Akmanis is is their future, and I like him. Come on, play Morgan. Morgan's been a lot to the program, so I wouldn't have played him the whole game, but I I would have given him the chance to start. Ted Danson today, Dave Harrigan is seventy five. By the way, how many seventy five year olds look better? than Ted Danson. Age beautifully. Seeing a picture of myself yesterday. No. Ted, you're kicking my butt. (laughs) Uh, Cheers started when? Guess the year, Dave Harrigan. Uh, 78. 
1882. Oh, it was 82. Okay. Okay. Cheers is one of the five or six greatest comedies in the history of television. You with me? It's got the longevity and the and fact that people still love it and talk about it today. Yeah, I'll go for that. Holds up. It was dominant when it was on. I mean, so many great characters. But let's be clear. He's the reason why it, it, if there was one character they could not lose, it was him. You with me? Yes. Yeah, he was like, yeah. you know, people cite Michael Scott in The Office. You know, well, he's not. My favorite character is this guy or that guy. No, it's Michael Scott. Yeah. No, your favorite yes. Cheers character is is, uh, is Ted Danson. You know, sorry. You know, you you can love everybody else, but Ted Danson was the straw that stirred the drink, as they say. That's it. You you okay? Norm Frazier, Lilith, Woody, Coach. I I would say this. I think they can be your favorite character, but the show rev, revolved around Sammy. So that's nineteen eighty two. Think about other shows he's been a part of. Damages. The Good Place. Becker. CSI. Second season of Fargo. An HBO show. Bored to Death. Mr. Mayor. And not only is he on... Uh, one of the five or six greatest comedies of all time. He is a regular character on the greatest television show of all time. Curb your enthusiasm. If there is a Mount Rushmore of television, Ted Danson belongs on it. Am I wrong? Wait a sec, that's your bit. Hold on. <laughs> Think about it. 1982. A little bath. Forty years ago, he has been a fixture on show after show. And how many times does it happen where you're on? And I know this word gets way overused, but Cheers is an iconic show, without a doubt. And you never really hear of him. And I'm not saying all. Listen, only one of these shows lived up to Curb, and it passed it. That's uh, lived up to Cheers. Excuse me. That's Curb, and Curb's better. Curb's the best show of all time. But these are some well-known shows, Harrigan. CSI, that second season of Fargo, was so good. Bored to death. I know people love that. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Becker. Uh, what's the one now? Uh, the Good Place? Mm-hmm. There's no one close to Ted Danson for regularly on your television for the last 40 years, correct? I think that's right. You, you brought who, up the mountain. Who would be close? Pat Sajak? Right. Pat, I mean, I mean if, Pat if, Sajak, like, Alex Trebek before he passed. Um, yeah. Any of the characters on Sesame Street? Yeah, right. So let's eliminate the characters on Sesame Street. Closer to common, what is Sesame Street? Let's eliminate uh, game shows or like the entertainment tonight's the world. You have to be on a a weekly television show. Text me. Who is close to Ted Danson? I mean, 
you look here, he's barely had a break. And top quality stuff where he's a huge part of it. And I mean, he's, I mean, he's not Larry. He's not Leon. He's not Jeff. He's not Susie. He's pretty damn good on, on curb though. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. He plays his role very well. Who is close to Ted Danson on television over the last 40 years? Are we forgetting somebody? And then when we play the show game of overrated, underrated, properly rated, Ted Danson has to be massively underrated because we've just, we've taken him for granted. And it's show after show. So text me and let me know. Is there anybody close to Ted Danson? Where does he, where does he rank? Do you have a particular favor for Ted? Because it's still, to me, for him, Cheers. Now, again, I like Kerr better, but he was just so central to uh, Cheers. And, and again, do you have somebody who's close to Ted Danson's ability to come up with show after show after show after he's won, after he's on one of the greatest comedies of all time, I I don't know who who is close to that. Uh, call me or text me six five one four six one nine two two six. Russia, by the way, not hosting this show, not on the Twitter machine, but Jason still makes his regular appearance on this show in about twenty minutes here on CCO. A two day music theme from Dave Harrigan. Today, music about looking back. Tomorrow, music about looking forward. Ted Danson is born in the same city as our great guest tomorrow, 1235 Major Garrett, San Diego. We're talking about Ted Danson. He's 75 today. And the fact for 40 years, from Cheers on, and Cheers is his peak, right? But all these other shows where he was great on it, and he's still just fantastic on Curb right now. So who is Ted overrated, underrated, properly rated? I think he's massively underrated, even as successful as he is. I think we we take him for granted because he's there all the time. Can you think of anybody else who's been on TV as much as Ted the last 40 years? So I want to get to a bunch of texts here. I'm going to get to another item uh, that is breaking about, and again, it's overused, but this person absolutely is an icon who has passed away. Guest appearances for Ted in the late 70s and early 80s. Laverne and Shirley. BJ and the Bear. How about that, Joe? BJ and the Bear. <laughs> Family, Benson, Taxi, Magnum, <clears throat> Spider-Man, Tucker's Witch, and Mrs. Columbo. I'm familiar with all but two of the shows. Tucker's Witch? Was that uh, Tucker Carlson's mom? 
And I know Columbo, did we have, was this Columbo's wife? I, I don't know. Mrs. Columbo. Right, let's get to some of your texts on uh, Mr. Ted Danson. Danny DeVito. How about that one? That's a pretty good one, Dave, when you think how visible Danny DeVito has been. It's good. Um, I guess from aside from it's all of it's always sunny, I don't think of him much as a TV actor. Am I missing a lot? Taxi. Oh, well, of course, Taxi. I mean, in, yep. in between those, I'm not, you know, I think of him more as a film actor, I guess. Yes. Taxi massively underrated. Carol O'Connor. Yeah, but Carol O'Connor, I, you know, I guess Carol O'Connor with Archie. And then was it In the Heat of the Night? Uh, pretty good. number of people saying Tom Selleck. So, Magnum. Where do you stand in Magnum? Have you watched much of Magnum? No, I have not watched much of Magnum. Wow. Sorry. Do you, do you hate men with mustaches, or what's this about? I'm not much of a TV drama guy, to be honest. There's very really? few that I've enjoyed. How about... Now, Blue Bloods has been on forever, much like uh, college bowl games until this gripping gopher ball game that's taking place. I've not watched a single second of uh, Blue Bloods. Alan Alda. Okay, MASH. And I know he was in some other things. They don't come to mind right now, though. No. Here's the best comparison thing. Julia Louise Dreyfus. That's the right? only one that came to mind that came close to rivaling, but still it's maybe not all that close. Pretty close, though, for Seinfeld. Uh, was it The Young and Old Christine? Is the that New Adventures of Old Christine? Five okay. seasons, I believe it was. Five seasons. And then... Veep, which I absolutely loved. Although I thought, now you must have been a Veep guy, right? I've not seen every episode. I've seen most of them. Really enjoyed it. I think you'd love it. I think, if possible, the last season they might have even crossed the line (laughs) because they would obviously say anything and everything on that show. Uh but they might have even they might have even went too far. Uh, last season is the uh, one I haven't seen. Now I got to go back. Yeah, it's worth it. Uh, Pele, who has been sick for a long time, has passed away at the age of eighty-two. One of the greatest players of all time. The fact that he came to America in the seventies after he was a national hero in Brazil, and when the NASL was having some great times, including with the kicks here and all the sellouts and, you know, 78% of the folks just getting drunk and wanting to stay in the parking lot. But to have someone who would win the World Cup be an international hero and then come here and maybe, you know, Part of it was the name, Dave. It wasn't just the brilliant 
skills. He won three World Cups with Brazil. Ten uh, league titles with this team. He comes out of retirement to join the Cosmos. I'm just reading this now. Before his final game at Giants Stadium, he took the microphone at the podium in the center field. His father and take a guess uh, which other mythic figure. At the time, this individual may have been the most famous person on planet Earth. This is right next to him. (laughs) I have no idea. Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. 75,000 people there. He says, say it with me three times now for the kids. Love, love, love. 21-year career for Pele. I think he's, it's just clear. You don't have to be a soccer fan at all. I'm not even sure you need to be a sports fan to to be aware of Pele. You certainly have to be more of a soccer fan and sports fan to appreciate his genius, what he meant to his country, winning three World Cups. We just saw Messi, who's in the conversation with Pele as one of the five greatest players of all time, finally win one. And maybe you have to be old enough like me, you know, when, so 1977, I'm 12. And just to realize what a phenomenon, like Franz Beckenbauer was on the team, Giorgio Canaglia was on that team. I was at sober, let me be clear, the packed house when they came to play the kicks. So, this is obviously the biggest, the in the greatest impact, Dave, is, is Brazil, clearly. But this will be a much bigger story around the globe than will be in America. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think mean, I think globally, you you know, you can look at sports and you look at, you know, when you say a sport, who do you think of first? You know, who's you know, basketball, Michael Jordan, you know, baseball, maybe it's mm-hmm. Babe Ruth, boxing, you mentioned Muhammad Ali. Uh soccer. Pele, it has to be, right? There's a lot of yes. great names. Maradona, you know, Ronaldo right now. Uh, Messi, as you mentioned, but it's Pele. And as we said, he retired in 1977. And he, and he still is that individual. Jason Russia thinks he's that way with the media. No, 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 he doesn't. Jason makes his regular appearance with us. In just a matter of minutes after traffic and weather on CCO. He is here, and we applaud his commitment to the show. He's abandoned his show this week. He's given his own show, The Daily, but he's still here with us. So we thank him for that. At uh, Where are we at? We're at uh, 137. Jason is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Where are you on this uh, fine Thursday afternoon? Well, we're we're uh, I'm not too far from your kind of compound. In fact, we're we're on the west side right now. Oh. Got a big. Uh, it's been a big day, big family day. Sam and I got our hair cut. Nice. Uh, and, and then uh, Alyssa joined us to go to Asia Mall, the new uh, grocery store and Asian restaurant complex in Eden Prairie. So, uh, yeah, 
Now we're on our way home. Very nice. How's the haircut looking? Well, Sam looks incredible. That's and good. You look at you look at our kids and you think, did I ever look that good? And and the answer is no. Like no, we look I agree. like. You look back at old pictures and you're like, all right, I have more hair, but like the style, uh, which it's funny, it's coming back because you know the style of like the '80s early 90s that was sort of my kind of high school for me was 89 to 93 and i just looked ridiculous i looked ridiculous not stylish i mean the stylish kids right and even they look ridiculous i don't yeah well your boys have very different haircuts yes oh yeah yeah sam's is more sam's is uh well, I forget. We were at a restaurant the other night, and the server had, like, the exact same hairstyle that Sam has. It is, like, straight from central casting what high school uh, boys look like right now. Curly, yep. Yep. aggressive, like, uh, you know, if you let it get out of control, it, it resembles a mushroom on top of your head. Can you can you go to the barber and say I'd like the mushroom? Well, Andy, Andy, who uh, cuts our hair, asked Sam if he could like make it a little less mushroomy, and that was that was the goal of today's cut. Uh, speaking of how we look, um, some of the time I look in the mirror when I'm getting ready, and I think. Okay, you know, not yeah. bad. Other times I think, are you kidding me? But pretty much every time I see a picture, I think, are you kidding me? So I think I'm just delusional about who I see in the mirror. I think I've convinced myself that it's one thing who I see in the mirror because then I see the pictures and I'm, I'm just going for the delete as fast as possible. I'm, I may have some serious... Uh, insecurity issues and maybe we'll explore later tonight when we get together i might uh i like I might it. break I like through something so i want to talk restaurants <clears throat> i have uh well we're going out tonight with our significant others and yeah. i've been out a little bit myself to some restaurants and i still see jason and you cover this extensively on the show with minnesota monthly the enormous divide in our restaurants the the tens of thousands across the country that closed the tens of thousands which are hanging on. I mean, Zalo is coming back. That's a rarity, and that's a great sign. But, Jason, lately I've been talking to restaurant owners. They're coming back in spring. Well, Zalo, it's not like they're coming back tomorrow. I mean, they're they're, they're hoping that people come back downtown. Yeah. What is it, like March, April, somewhere somewhere in there? Jason, the more restaurant people I talk to, they think 2023 could be as bad as 2022, that so many restaurants have just been hanging on and that there isn't going to be more restaurant money from Congress. It has been so indiscriminate 
how the money has been distributed that a lot of people outside this business don't realize how bad the upcoming year could be. Uh, I totally agree. I think, you know, there are so many factors at play, and everyone just blames whatever it is that is the most convenient thing for them, right? So people will be, you know, so get ready because every restaurant that closes, you're going to hear, oh, it's because of crime or, oh, it's because of the yep. draconian COVID close. Well, it's yes, it's all of those things. But, but indeed, like the way the money was handed out was sort of random. I mean, yes, <laughs> some people yeah, got sort huge of. PPP or it was pretty random. Yes. So the places that have been skating by, hoping that crowds will come back, uh, the reckoning is coming, and it will be as leases come up in 2023. I think what's confusing for those of us who eat out is when we go out, restaurants seem full, or it can be challenging to get a reservation. So you have this idea like, hey, they got to be doing Mm -hmm. pretty well. But the truth is, it's very inconsistent crowds that people are getting. And diners have changed. We used to go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. People were going out every night of the week. I think that is over. It, it, it's over generationally. It's over because of people concerned about money. So I think dining out may go back to what it was you know, 15 years ago, which was special occasion restaurants do their thing. Neighborhood restaurants are kind of quick, quick and dirty. And that's what you get. Mm -hmm. I I really think that's where it's headed. Well, I looked it up again. So Congress initially approved almost $29 billion for restaurants. That's obviously an enormous amount of money. But when it passed, the folks were saying, there's more coming. And one of the bigger Biden bills, which would have included it, was tapered down because of very valid inflation concerns. You know, with, you know, how much is this? So I'll just give a couple examples uh, where it's just indiscriminate. There is a restaurant, and I'll just stay quiet, where we both know in the downtown area, where they received nothing. Another restaurant, the same general theme, they received $8 million. $8 million. Then I'm on the Skyway the other day, and I was at a place, I want to identify it. Uh, we were talking, and the individual told me I've tr- that he's tried and tried again, but he's getting nothing. And then he told me about another place that's popular, on the Skyway downtown and still flourishing. And they have a few stores. And they got millions. And and it just was so random. It just seems like, Jason, they should have found a way to get to everybody and base it in some ways on your size and certain things. But we're going to get everybody involved who has approved their money. And hopefully we're going to come back for more as opposed to we're just going to randomly pick these places. Some of you are going to just get enormous amounts of money, and others are going to get nothing. But we'll get back to you. They're never going to get money. I don't ever see Congress coming up with significant sums again. Do you? 
No, absolutely not. And I will say, like, to me, the restaurants and the hotels are a special circumstance compared to all businesses. Because the government, society, asked them to close down. So when you hear people complaining about, like, oh, big boxes could stay open, small, like, that argument really doesn't hold a lot of water to me. with me. You needed to keep no. grocery stores open. You needed to keep uh, hardware stores open. Like, I get that. But all the restaurants were closed. Uh, they, sh- they should have been made whole for that. And it's, uh, it's, it's a travesty. What's uh, one restaurant trend which you think is going to emerge next year outside of the sadness that we're talking about, about a number of these places closing down? Mm. I I think finally we're going to get more counter service type restaurants. So like this Asia mall that I was in today had four or five different, you know, when you travel to bigger cities around the country of chefs that have counter service restaurants that are like uh, World Street Kitchen or, mm-hmm. you know, Brasa with a counter service, I, I think that will finally show up. Here, our issue has been real estate. All the spaces are so big that it's hard to make it work. I think we're going to see some innovative kind of ideas there. And more NA drinks. I know that's that's a trend that started last year. And that'll be yep. huge in the coming year, for sure, non-alcoholic cocktails. All right, last thing, and I'll let you go. Have you missed Twitter the last week because you uh, <laughs> you clicked off? I did. I took it off my phone. I haven't logged on the computer or anything. Uh, yes, I missed it as a news feed. No, I don't miss the negativity that the angst. ends up in the interaction so often. At, at dinner tonight, I'm just on my phone on Twitter the entire time. Will you be looking? Uh, will you peer over? Or you'll just Alyssa's talk to the on, other? Alyssa's, Alyssa's on Twitter right now. And have I looked over or looked at your Twitter, Alyssa? No, she says no. No. And you know she if you me down the river as soon as possible. If she <laughs> Rightfully so, let's be honest. Correct. I'll see you guys in a few hours. Thanks for coming on. Okay, bye. The host of Drive Time with him. Now, I mean, Dan's on there too, but Drive Time with the Russia. Jason the Russia, right here on New Sock 830 WCCO. Jason's visit was brought to you by the uh, very kind folks, Loaves and Fishes, helping feed Minnesotans in need. Speaking of helping Minnesotans in need, we're going to talk homelessness. Emily Bastian is the vice president of ending homelessness with Avivo. She's with us right at the top of uh, next hour, and she will uh, she will join the show. We uh, we both saw this. Bill Cosby, who is out now, even though there are a series of women who are still adamant that he sexually assaulted them. He's 85. He was convicted in Pennsylvania of criminal sexual assault charges released in 2021, nearly three years in prison, as the conviction was overturned by the state Supreme Court. 
It hasn't ended for Cosby on the uh, number of women who are still filing charges. This month, five women filed new sexual assault charges against Cosby. Four of the allegations are from the 80s and 90s. Height of his career, Cosby Show. Another involves Cosby raping her in 69. There have been dozens and dozens and dozens who have accused Bill Cosby of this disgusting criminal behavior. Bill Cosby, in an interview, said, yes, at 85, would he tour again? When I come out of this, I feel I will able be able to perform and Bill be the Bill Cosby that my audience knows me to be. I have zero interest in seeing Bill Cosby. Absolutely, positively, zero interest. There are too many people, women, who have made these allegations. I don't believe they all have come together in a giant conspiracy to bring him down. He was a brilliant, funny man in so many ways. Highly intelligent. Speaking out on so many different issues. These acts are disgusting. I am out. Would you see Bill Cosby on tour? Would you say, guess what? The court said overturned. And right now he's a free man. And I believe in the justice system, so I believe in Bill Cosby. Would you see him? Because there is absolutely, positively, unequivocally, no chance I would see him. Texer says he still is brilliant. You can't take that from him. I don't know if he's still brilliant anymore. When I when I hear him speaking of his explanations um, and his defense of his actions, mm, no, don't think so. He's, he's had an, a remarkable career in so many ways, including uh, breaking barriers as a black man, speaking out constantly, donating huge sums of money, but no way for me, Dave Harrigan. Do you see it differently? No, I'm good. I'm good on Bill. Um, some about 12 years ago, he was great. He was phenomenal, um, but I think he— Where would you see him at? I believe it's at Treasure Island. Okay. Great show. He just sat on a chair and spun yarns for an hour or so. It was, you know, it was everything I, I hoped it would be. And he was, he was great. And we still have a couple, you know, Cosby album CDs that my wife and I will listen to on a road trip. And we, we, we do still do this. So maybe it's fraudulence, but would I see him live? No. And I think he'd find out pretty quickly that the audience he thinks he has has dwindled much more than he has. And what, what venue would book him now? I mean, what what venue around this country would want the heat they would get for booking Bill Cosby? It would have to be very, very small. I mean, if think about First Ave and Dave Chappelle. Exactly. Okay. That, compared to this, would he find places? I think he might. But I think they'd be very small venues. I mean, could he get 250 people to go see him in Minneapolis? Sure. 
Yeah. I think he could. Definitely. 250, yes, he could absolutely do that. Yeah. I, well, the two of us will not be in that crowd. Homelessness. Is this really our best way with encampments and what's going on? Good guess next hour on this topic. Linda's construction time check is 257. Time to check on how you can lower your energy bills by installing new insulation. CBS and Laura come up next.